Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Created Economy podcast. Uh, my name is Ken Young, and joining me is my co-host, uh, Greg Narain. Hello, Greg. How's it going? What's up, Ken? How are you? Good, good. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, this is, oh, God, I can't remember what episode this is, but this is uh, the latest episode in our weekly interview series where Greg and I, you know, mostly me, because when Greg decides to grace his presence, uh, talk, to, talk with the players of the creator economy at large and discuss the key topics impacting the growth of the industry. Uh, you can find out more about us on our website at createdeconomy.com uh, and be sure to find all of our latest episodes. We upload every, we publish every Wednesday on our YouTube at Created Economy. Uh, you can also follow us everywhere on social media at Created Economy. And if you want an audio version of this, you don't like to see our beautiful faces, you can always listen to us wherever you download your favorite podcasting app. I won't actually list them all because Greg actually doesn't don't doesn't know half of these companies. So you can just find us anywhere you listen to you. We just made up words. <laughs> and if you want to find out more information, if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, check us out at createdeconomy.com slash guest list. And with that, that's enough housekeeping items. Let's bring on our guest at this time. Uh, he is the founder and co former CEO of LockerDome. He is the organizer behind the amazing GnomeDex conference, which I believe Greg and I have been to many times. I don't think, I think maybe one, we went to the last one, uh, GnomeDex 10. We were, we were there together probably, oh God, about 10 plus years ago or something like that. I don't remember. Um, it's all blur. Yeah. It's a lot of drinking usually. <laughs> but uh, the, the, this, our guest is the one of the original creators that's been out there for a while. Uh, he's now a product manager at Intel. Everyone, give a warm welcome to our friend Chris Perillo. How's it going, Chris? It is Friday going. Friday. <laughs> Let me tell you, I I live for Fridays now. Don't <laughs> <laughs> all. I mean, it's like it's the end of the week, you know. Yeah, but it, it didn't used to be that way. Uh, I mean, uh, when when you set your own hours, uh, and and you set your own schedule and you set your own agenda, yep. uh, it, it, every day is. I'm not gonna say like a Friday. Sometimes every day could be like a Monday, but now it's it's something where I I very much look forward to Fridays. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of goes back to your your history. I mean, you've started off uh, with a on Twitch TV. Oh my god, like a throwback to that. Like Twitch TV, you did a call in show. Uh, show. Oh wait, 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 Tech TV. Tech TV. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, but Locker Gnome started before Tech TV. Oh, that was like Iowa, wasn't it? Or like so, so in '96. Now we, you want to? I, I loved when we. When we're talking about the creator economy, it's it's so funny to put a label on it because back then, the dial-up days, <laughs> we did not have labels for things. We didn't know, you know, there weren't services or as I contextualize it, <laughs> what used to be difficult is now easy and what used to be easy is now difficult. And so it was a different time. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I got my start is, is just independently. Uh, and, and doing what I thought was intuitive and connecting people with what I thought I found valuable and, and ultimately they found valuable as well. So I acted very much like a filter mm -hmm. uh, in, in the early days. And then, you know, throughout that time, it was everything that I had done with Locker Gnome, which was a horrible name to go with, but it was a high school nickname. It was it was the beginning of the dot com. We, what am I going to call? I don't know what, you know, I couldn't think of anything. The real names online anyways. You know? I mean, I went with the handle. So yeah. stupid me. Uh, this is the era before personal branding and all that, uh, you know, use that. And so that's, that's how the gnome decks brand came out and it did run. Uh, it's been over a decade now since, yeah. since it, since it, 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 it basically was, uh, closed. Um, but the, uh, uh, I, you know, back then, you couldn't Google didn't exist, at least not yet in that uh, sense. I mean, search engines did exist, but finding things and 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 connecting with other people, it, we were still just kind of crawling out of of Usenet in, in those early days, which you know was fan. It was fantastic. Usenet was amazing, but there was finally an opportunity to take you know something that 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 you, do something that you wanted to do without having to work with a template. And so you know you, you know. 
it's funny to hear people talk about decentralization. I'm like, oh, everything old is new again. Like, yes, we were doing this. Oh, we're calling it Web 3.0 now, I guess. Okay, well, new technologies and, and we'll evolve with it. And the pendulum will eventually swing the other direction. Like, it's like, it's going to be cyclical. So, you know, back then, independence was was not even something that that you could learn about with any degree of ease. So you just did it. You you made things, you created things, you shared your experiences and and it was fun. I mean the internet, oh my god, I can't I can't even explain how fun the internet used to be as as not ubiquitous as it was. There was some kind of charm to that. And now it's it's a given. You know, it, it used to be a hassle to get, you know, internet connection let alone wi-fi at a hotel like an internet connection now you'd have to you jack in your your, your you know to, uh, to a phone an actual physical phone line so with the internet in those days creators existed but in a different way we weren't homogenized we weren't uh you know we each had our own uh you know uh our, our interests and way of approaching things without necessarily having to um I get there was no template. That's the easiest way to explain it. There was no template. And there's something freeing as a creator, as an entrepreneur, to not having to do something in a formulaic capacity because, you know, it, it's been done before. Like now, you want to start streaming online? Okay, go to this website, click this button, you're off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't that way. You know, you couldn't, you couldn't do that like back then. I mean, you could. It would have been very, very expensive. And, you know, the video is probably, you know, less the size of a postage stamp. But, you know, the, back in the real player 2.0 days, like this early, early, early era. But that was was also possibly the most thrilling part about it. And that's what drove me to being a creator and discovering that part of me. I mean, I was I was a creative writer uh, and that's what drove me to start writing and ultimately starting Locker Gnome. That was, again, in 1996. The idea was to be able to uh, act as a filter to find awesome things that were out there on the internet and say, hey, this is a cool thing you download. This is a cool thing website you can go to. This is a this, that, and the other thing. It was never technology for the sake of technology. I'm not a hardware guy. I've always been more of a software fan. It was the experience that technology would enable. That's the thing that always thrilled me. So it was that perspective of being able to synthesize and take in all this information and synthesize it uh, for a general audience that led to the opportunity to, to host uh, the show on Tech TV. It was everything I did before then. Yeah. So did so would you say the algorithms, like you're talking about like right now, you know, oh, these kids have it so good. Back in my day, we weren't we weren't using <laughs> I, you know, Adobe Premiere and you know, all this stuff. We were we were hand drawing our graphics. Well, we did, okay. You know, and and it was that was fun, and it was stupid, and it was simple, and and you didn't it didn't it, it took it took a creative mind to be able to to look at something and see a blank page and then figure out what to do with it. And I'm not trying to do, you know, get off my lawn kind of thing cuz I still very much enjoy, you know, what is uh, available to me today. It's just it's it's not exactly the same. Uh and 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 certainly creators I don't think um they're not they're not seen the same way because honestly anybody and everybody can be a creator and the biggest the biggest um problem if there was a problem in the quote-unquote creator economy uh is attention a lack of attention because there's so much amazingness and awesomeness to pay attention to yeah. has algorithms really kind of changed the game in terms of for creators like back in, in the web one days you know when when you had even and then when with the uh with Web two and the YouTube, you know, when actual creators were kind of like the thing before it kind of became very ubiquitous in the pandemic times, like algorithms weren't necessarily that that history weren't as much of a, of a uh, definer of of proper promotion. Would you say that right now the algorithms that these platforms have kind of affect how you know? Which creators stand out? Which ones don't? Oh, uh, zero doubt in my mind. And and uh, yeah, Al Gore, Al, the algorithm, right? That's I assume what you're talking about. Exactly, he invented the internet, right? So the algorithm, that's him. He's dancing and and he he makes the. Never mind. I was going way too far with that. Uh, yes, and I understand why platforms feel the need to do that to act as the filter, but the problem. Uh, the problem with doing that is it's 
it tends to reward the wrong people. It rewards the people who know how to play that game. And, and I'm not saying they don't deserve to be rewarded, but let's face it, we've run into problems specifically with misinformation, specifically because there are those who know how to work the algorithm mm -hmm. in whatever that in, in whatever general way that is. But it's true. There used to be a time where I would go to YouTube and A, it was fun. And B, I could see my subscriptions. Now I don't even bother. I could honestly couldn't even tell you the last uh, channel I subscribed to on YouTube, not for years. Cause I'm like, what's the point? What's the point of subscribing to something? The, al the algorithm is going to show me the thing that it thinks I want. I'm like, doesn't matter. I'll watch as many Saturday morning cartoons on YouTube. It's still going to serve as some random bozo. I'm like, why, why do I, why do I care about this? Like, why, why do I care about this? YouTube knows what it's doing in the sense that, Hey, it's, it's, I'm, I'm not going to question what, what, what revenue Google's driving and, and its KPIs. But as far as a creator is concerned, there are those who, who, who believe, and I think they're, they're not wrong. If you want to win on YouTube, you have to play to the algorithm. They're not wrong. That, that just makes me not want to play the game. If, if you're, if people are interested in that, Hey man, go for it. Certain people can do it. That was never me. Uh, I was never a YouTuber. I posted things on YouTube, but it was largely dumped from Ustream back in the day with, but this is before Justin TV pivoted to Twitch. Uh, Ustream existed as a, uh, uh, as, as a live streaming, um, you know, platform. And I would just dump those videos and put them onto YouTube. So I was never using YouTube for, for the ways that in the ways that other, other people had. So when, when YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter to a certain degree, although they've been straddling that fence and I'm a little concerned about that Instagram, certainly, uh, TikTok, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to having to manage the amount of content that any one person might see, um, there's almost a conflict of interest between the creator and the platform that is allegedly built for the creator. Uh, I mean, Google's never really figured out social media. They never have. And I don't know if they ever will. Uh, I'm not going to really bring up Google plus as a prime example of this, but they, they still haven't figured it out. They can copy as many features as they want from Twitch. It's the culture that they've, they've built around YouTube. That's the problem. It's not the features or the lack of features. So, the algorithm gets in the way if you're not willing to play to an algorithm. Gotcha. Greg, any, any questions for, for Chris? Yeah, no, Chris, I mean, it's, uh, it's great. You know, you obviously have been a creator for, for a long time, I, I guess. Um, speaking like our shows about like sort of how creators can sort of, I guess, earn a living, you know, sort of doing this, um, you know, everything old is new, I think, as you're, as you're much pointing out, but I guess the question is, um, in my mind, are you seeing any, um, better ways, newer ways or interesting ways to sort of monetize now, you know, can you reflect, I guess, on sort of like, you know, it used to be conferences and, 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 and other things, right? Like in the, in the original days, that was like how we, a lot of folks, you know, sort of made their living. Um, as a creative person or whatever it may be like now it seems like there's a whole new landscape and I'm kind of curious what are the one both I think things that you're dipping your toe into now you know and, and testing out uh, and if you were a new creator today like what might you recommend as uh, maybe not maybe the non-obvious starting point right for someone who's like hey should, should I start doing what everyone does and try to grow my way all the way up to you know the to this spot or is there some hack or something in the way there that that might be useful you know, it, I'm always surprised, uh, like, uh, I think it takes work and it takes a work ethic, certainly, um, you know, or you may stumble upon a formula that, that, that works. Uh, the thing to keep in mind though, is that each platform is different. And just because, you know, everybody is using one platform doesn't mean that you should, if it's not something that, that, that you're okay with, uh, you, you should fall into, uh, a platform or choose a primary platform where you find yourself most comfortable. And uh, that's going to be different for, for, for every person. In terms of monetization, yeah, I mean, I laugh because, again, we didn't have templates. We didn't, it was, you had to figure it out. And now uh, those things are kind of figured out for you. And there's so many people, I guess, um, they, they call it, uh, they call them influencers. And I hate that word. Um, because influence is a byproduct 
it's it's not necessarily the focus. So I think if you're if you're thinking, oh, I want to be an influencer, I think you're you're in it for the wrong reasons. I think having um, having a good feel for where what it is you want to do, what you know, uh, where it is you might want to go, and then the willingness to adapt uh, could be critical. I mean, you might try doing something. And, and, and are, are not getting much of a return and then you want to give up. Well, maybe you're just doing it on the wrong platform. Uh, maybe you're, you're just not finding your audience there. Maybe you've got to go to where that audience is, wherever they happen to be. And then you have to be able to play according to the quote unquote rules of, of any given platform. Uh, you know, monetization is, is an interesting uh, um, uh, a question because it's never been it's never been easier, but because of that, everyone's doing it. And when everyone's doing it, there's only so much of a pie to go around. So I go back to the problem of uh, the biggest problem is attention or a lack thereof, uh, because you're vying for a wallet attention as much as anything else, which just reinforces the 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 idea that when if you're going to do it. You've got to believe you're going to do it, and you're the one who's got to be able to pull yourself through. You can't count on anybody to to be in your corner. You've got to be your own champion, and you've got to put in a lot of work. And there's some people like you come hit the scene, and they've got a video that takes off or a piece of content that takes off, and there there are outliers. But I would argue that you're better off uh, trying to march towards a greater degree of stability with what it is you're doing rather than hoping to, quote, unquote, go viral. Uh, and, and, and with that, you know, looking for smart ways of generating revenue such that you don't upset the delicate balance between what it is that you're doing, the intended audience, uh, and, and, and making sure that you're, you're able to, uh, I guess, enjoy what it is that you do rather than being bogged down. I mean, especially when you get to the point where you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm wasting so much time. Well, if you're, if you feel that you're wasting time, maybe being a creator is not for you. Maybe, maybe creating, you know, in, in one way, shape or form is not for you because it shouldn't feel like a waste of time. Not to say that, you know, you don't waste your time, uh, in the act or the process of creation, but you'll learn as you go, the things that you enjoy, uh, and the things that you may not enjoy, but you're going to have to wear so many hats, especially in the beginning and learn which way uh, is, is the, going to be the best way for you. The one, the one that yields the most amount of, um, not the most amount of revenue necessarily, but the most amount of satisfaction. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think, you know, I could look at something and think, oh yeah, that's the, the, the path to monetization would be this, this, or this. Um, but the thing is with more and more creators out there, what you might think is simple, oh, I'll get a sponsor. It's possible, but what kind of numbers are you pulling? Uh, you know, especially against your contemporaries, it, is that market flooded? You know, are has that market already been well served? You know, what what kind of content are you doing that that drives that attention? What kind of personality do you have? If you, if you use a personality in your content, um, you know, there's so many variables uh, that 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 are there, and they will continue to change as platforms go in and out of favor, uh, as as new content types arise. Uh, and, and as, as, as you continue to wind your way through, um, the, the, you know, this, this, this labyrinth, uh, whatever, wherever the heck it's going. Cause honestly, I, I'm not even sure if I could predict where the heck it's going. Um, I, I just know that the hardest part is, is not necessarily doing it. It's getting started and, and continuing to do it. Starting is easy, but continuing that takes, it takes a lot of, um, a, a lot of, a lot more effort than I think people understand. So as you look at the and kind of going sticking with Greg's question, um, you know, talking about like the the compensation for for creators, I think there is a feeding frenzy from platforms who for for these creators to say, hey, go you know create reels or or do YouTube Shorts or do these ephemeral things and just to gain attention from from users, and they're relying on. I, it's this is not a new form of 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 bribery, but it's they're relying they're turn, they're launching creator funds. Everyone, every major platform has something to that effect. What do you think about these creator funds, and are they being done correctly? Uh, I, so there's a pie, right? These the, these funds are a pie. They're not an infinite amount of money, and a, 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 just a slice of the pie that you'd be lucky to get. I'm not sure is going to be enough to be interesting. I mean, I've seen 
creators who have got, you know, would have far more reach than I ever did and, and are, 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 are fantastically better, better at what they do than I ever was. And they're, and they're saying they're, they're pointing out their numbers. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad I didn't chase that. It wouldn't even be for me, wouldn't even be worth it. So, um, it's not a bad idea, but you've got to ask yourself just how much of this pie am I going to get and who am I competing against? And you're competing against the world. You're competing against people that, you know, um, uh, are, are very skilled as much as you might be skilled. And even if you put in 110%, and even if you've, you've never created better content and it's competitive, you may still walk away. You may walk away with a huge chunk of that pie, but how big was that pie? Yeah. Like whatever thousands of dollars split between how many different people, like that's, that's almost like to me, like almost like the lottery, almost like, uh, you know, prize money. Um, it's not a bad idea. I mean, don't leave money on the table, certainly, but I guess from everything I've seen, I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I, I think people would be better off not, not concentrating on low hanging fruit. Um, but, but focusing and refining what it is they do such that they can find success irrespective of a creator fund, whatever they determine success to be, however that's determined. What advice would you give to creators as they think about, you know, starting off? I think it was, you know, back in, back in your day, um, there was, uh, Thanks. There, yeah, I, I kind of did that to myself. I, I think that's a running theme here back in my day. Um, but no, but I think when you, when you started, right, there was, there were, there were very few options as you alluded to, like if you wanted to do live stream, there would, it would have been a little bit more, it would have been more expensive. And what are you talking about? There was cave paintings, there was tablets. There were so many options. Greg, don't laugh. I remember interviewing you in the early days of the pot. My, I had a podcast yes. and I remember interviewing you. I remember. Well, we are this, we're practically the same age, right? So <laughs> I remember back in ought to, yeah. Um, me, what was life like before the two in the, uh, before two thousands? Oh man, it, I, I still remember, man. Oh my goodness! What was right, not to... with twenty four or four, <laughs> 56 k modems. What yeah, was... man, that was that, those were the days. Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt your flow. <laughs> no, but but kind of to the point. Like, I mean, it, you know, that there were technical limit limitations in being a creator. You, but people did it. Obviously, I mean, you didn't. You weren't like, "Hey, I'm going to go create a live stream." When you create a locker room, you know, you, you avail yourself of the, the technology that's out there, and you were allowed to be, and that helped you be creative in terms of how you executed. That's now, that's the thing. Yeah, but I'm now, sorry, not to, yeah, go ahead. But I mean, just like now, it, there's this, there's a plethora of solutions to like technology is supposed to make it easier to do that, but then you're like, you feel overwhelmed because there's like, okay, I want to go live. But okay, so I can go live. I want to syndicate to tw Twitch and I do YouTube. Oh, I got to push it to Discord and I got to go on to Twitter Spaces. I got to like you feel like you have to be everywhere. How have you maintained? Have you stuck true to your North Star because you're primarily on Twitch now? Uh, but like, how are you? How do you, how do you maintain your focus? So so um, I think in there you're asking like something. How how would someone start or where would someone start? Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> choose the platform you're happiest with that, that you think is it works for you and gives you a path forward for some, they, they don't care about monetization. So Twitter is going to be fine. It's going to, you know, establish them as potentially an expert or someone who's got, you know, a degree of passion or interest in a field. Uh, if you love talking, live streaming is probably going to work. If not podcasting vicariously, uh, you know, or Twitter spaces to a certain degree now, which Twitter spaces, it's a fantastic idea. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're more into storytelling, like short form storytelling or, or, you know, helping people in that sense, maybe YouTube, uh, you know, it, it, so it, it, so much of that depends. Now, when you talk about, and there was a time where I, I did what you're suggesting. And I think what you even do, uh, multi-platform streaming simultaneously. I'm not so sure that's always a great idea. And, and for, for a few different reasons. Uh, one, each platform is different. There are different um, engagement tools on each platform. And I feel that there's a greater strength in being able to optimize and focus 
firepower on one platform, knowing full well that I'd side sideline others, but focusing on that one platform at any given time gives me a greater uh, 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 ability to uh, connect with and leverage that platform's cap uh, capacity at a substantially deeper level versus, you know, sneezing across, you know, five different, you know, platforms simultaneously. It's great, I think, for brands that are just going to pump up the numbers, but in terms of actually like doubling down and optimizing and refining a strategy, it's not always a great idea because you lose out on so many values. For example, on Twitch, one of the things that you can do after a stream is you can raid another channel, which is a great way of saying hello. Now, YouTube has copied this feature just this past week, but as I also referred to this uh, in just a couple minutes ago, YouTube might copy a feature, but the 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 YouTube doesn't know what it wants to be when it grows up. Well, you can do live video, but you can do recorded video, and you, and you can do shorts too. And okay, uh, what's it optimized for? What what where do I? Okay, so I go to YouTube. Let me see who's live. I can't really easily see who's live. Okay, well I so are these short? I didn't subscribe to this. What is so like putting things onto YouTube works. At 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 a, at at a certain level, you could you can now I don't know what they call it. It's another term. They don't want to say raid, but it's basically a raid on YouTube. But the culture's not there, so you might have the same content on two different platforms, but you're at that point you're potentially bifurcating or or worse, you're you're just fragmenting in. Uh, audiences by not allowing them the, ca uh, uh, the the capability to connect with each other in and around the thing that you happen to be producing, if it's live, or even to a certain degree, if it was pre-recorded. So, you know, it, it, it's, uh, I, I maintain a focus, so to speak, and it's funny, because I'm, I, I do focus, and some would say that I, I, I don't seem like I'm focused, but I focus on Twitch, because that, it, it allows me to play to all of my strengths. And I have weaknesses too. We all, every person does. Uh, and it's knowing my weaknesses. In fact, you know, I know where I'm weak. And so if if I chose a platform that would only exacerbate those weaknesses, it, it ain't going to be a good time. Uh, but my focus is in doing something that I'm, I'm happy with, I'm comfortable with, I want to do, I enjoy, that resonates, uh, you know, at, at any level with, with, with people. Um, I made a goal for myself because I did, I did the 24 seven live stream back in 2006, the early days, right? I had the, the camera was up 24 seven. Um, and I did that. I didn't do live streaming for, for a few years. I, I was just, I, I was dabbling on YouTube, but I just couldn't find a formula that I was comfortable with. I didn't like what it was that I was doing. I didn't like talking about the things people wanted me to talk about. They wanted me to talk about the latest iPhone. And quite honestly, nothing's going to put me to sleep faster. Uh, I, I'm not interested in technology in the same way that other people are. So I just, I couldn't do it. I could not be genuine to an audience and speak to a greater community by, if I wasn't genuine to myself, I would have been a, I mean, worse than a poser. I mean, I, it would just, it would just been fake. Like it would, it would have been just, just to check boxes. So I did not really I uh, have much of a focus because I didn't know what that focus needed to be for years. And then in 2020, after we all got through it, I realized, you know, I got through that year and I, I just, I felt like I was missing something. So I said, all right, I'm going to make a goal for myself in 2021. I'm going to live stream every night for, for yeah, it doesn't matter every day in 2021, I'm going to live stream at that point. I wasn't even sure if it was going to be on Twitch. Um, but it wasn't too long before I fell into that groove, uh, doubled down on Twitch and, and recognized that this was a good place to, to, uh, to, to, to lay a foundation. And I did that. I succeeded. My goal, my only goal was to do it every day in 2021. And I did. And so that was something that I, I, as much as I'd live streamed in the past, trying to find my way into a formula, trying to find myself and trying to find my creative voice and just sitting there and geeking out, talking about, you know, what's the latest entertainment, Moon Knight. And, you know, are you seeing the Doctor Strange or have you seen Strange New Worlds? It's now out. Did you watch the, the season finale or series finale of Ozark? Right. Or, hey, it's Star Wars Day, which, by the way, yes, it's every day. Star Wars Day is every day. I need to say that. I need to put that out there. I can't. Uh, I don't think we can tell that you're a Star Wars fan. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. You gotta uh, just out there more. Uh, and I got into 3D printing in 2021, so that became a part. And so I started. I just I, I allowed myself the freedom to be creative and to try something that you know I I enjoyed doing to try to find my my voice again, to try to find myself again, to try to find you know something that that I could contribute to that was bigger than myself.
And so that is that was my journey in 2021, led us into 2022. I've still been doing it. I stream every night on Twitch because I enjoy doing it. Uh, and, and, and so that focus, the only focus I had was just to do it every night. It was the discipline that, that gave me the focus and, and to, and, and to concentrate on one platform, because I didn't just want to say me personally, I didn't want to say, watch me wherever you want. I'm like, no, if you're going to, I'm going to be doing this on Twitch. I'll take clips and post them to other channels. That's easy to do, uh, and, and, and tease things and post photos and what have you. But at the same time, uh, if I didn't let people know where I was specifically one single platform, they wouldn't, uh, they almost wouldn't need know where to look. I needed to, to basically focus them more so than I needed to focus myself, focus people, uh, focus an intended audience, uh, more so than, than, than me keeping the focus. Gotcha. Greg, any, any questions? Turn to you. Yeah, no, uh, well, I appreciate all of that for sure. Um, and, Chris, I guess, you know, one of the things that's evolved in, you know, in the last sort of several years is this idea of the creator economy. We were talking about earlier, right? How there, there weren't really labels <clears throat> for all the things we've, 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 we've come through, I guess. Right. Um, but, you know, one of the concepts in this arena is this idea of like these uh, 1000 true fans or even this like hundred true fans sort of concept. Right. I'm kind of curious, <clears throat> you know, monetization has traditionally been like an audience based sort of thing, right? For content creators, right? Like you, you aggregate, build a large audience, and then basically you find ways to monetize that, right? Like move them to physical places, sell them things, et cetera, right? Um, but at the same time, I guess, um, I'm kind of curious about your thoughts about that sort of like inner circle VIP style experience, right? And, you know, have you found relevance in it or um, any, any experimentation in it, you know? Um, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. it's a good question. Um, I, I un, unfortunately, I exper experimented too early. So I, I had a subscription service before Patreon launched and I knew its value and I knew, and it worked. I mean, it worked very well, but the problem is, is that I had to roll my own, right? So Patreon comes around, I'm like, yeah, this is great. But it was so, or even Patreon was so early that the amount of pushback was tremendous. Like, and I bore the brunt. Uh, so now it's like, it's a given. You can do that. You can Patreon, you can subscribe on Twitch. You can uh, be, be a member on YouTube, super follows on Twitter. So it's, it's it, sure. Are, are those options there? Yes. I mean, do, do I have been able to? Absolutely. But um, it, it, it's, it's a great idea. The Thousand True Fans actually sprang out of a, a, a blog post. I want to say before it was anything, it was a blog post, just a simple blog post. Couldn't even tell you uh, right now where, where it is in doma domains because I, I couldn't even tell you how many billion domains there are out there. Um, but the, the original post deposit was basically you found a thousand true fans and you served them well. You could you could effectively – you could make it. And so – that was, uh, uh, it, 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 it was, I'm not going to say prescient, but, um, prescient, um, but it was, uh, uh, certainly something that, that gave me a, a great pause and, and, and pretty much, uh, had me thinking the direction of instead of just doing things for free, you know, what if I had doubled down on the things that, that people wanted most for me? And I made certain decisions that, I, you know, hindsight 2020, I probably would have made differently, but the industry was different. I, I, I felt kind of, I was, I harmed myself by being too far ahead. And, and I don't mean that in a braggadocious kind of way. It's just that I, I, I've, I've tended to be on, I used to be, you know, right on the cusp of like the bleeding edge of where trends are and being sometimes when you're too far ahead, you, you, you lose your shirt. So, uh, I, I, I think crowdfunding options are a fantastic idea. If you have the base, if you have something people want that they can't get anywhere else. Uh, and, and if you serve them in a way that, you know, they, 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 they enjoy or they appreciate, but just turning on a Patreon campaign or super follows, is not going to, for what reason? Like, I mean, forget your value ads. Oh, behind the scenes, behind the, no, no, no. I will, I will say that the people who want to support you don't even need an excuse to support you. They're going to support you. It doesn't matter what you throw or don't throw at them in terms of a bonus. They will support you without argument. Those are your true fans. And to, to find those people, you have to build enough of a base of, of people who cannot uh, live. Oh, this is a little, yeah, it's a little dramatic. Who 
enjoy the time that they spend with you. I didn't want to say cannot live without you. That's a bit, a bit much, but they like what you offer. They appreciate what you offer or how you offer it and focusing on them, building that base after that happens, or maybe concurrently, that's where you're going to be able to find the thousand true fans. And that's going to be, you know, uh, you know, most of the people out there, most 90, 95% of the people are just, they're never going to pay for anything and they're going to block ads. So you're never going to make any money, but that isn't, that shouldn't uh, necessarily stop you. Uh, you know, the, 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 the hope is, is you can, uh, you know, enable and find another way to, um, engage them as much of a fan as they are. And, and they, they could be a fan and, and never pay a dime. Uh, they could be a fan. Uh, there's no wrong way to, to fan in the sense. I'm like, you know, the way to look at it is like, if you're supporting in, in one way, shape or form, then it's, it's very appreciated, whatever that is. Hey, you, you watched tonight. Thank you. You, you shared the link. Hey, that's awesome. Thank you very, very much. It's very appreciated. Um, but just having and turning on that option is there are people that have enough of a value add that they are going to reap the benefit. But I would say for most people, that's going to be a very, very, very heavy lift. Gotcha. So I think those that can have their thousand true fans or more, like I, obviously I think creators will, are hoping that having them will, will be enough to pay the bills and, as we, and there's plenty of these surveys that have been out there that shows that these people who are part-time creators aren't necessarily making enough to live, uh, aren't making a living wage, right? They're 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 struggling to get by, um, and that's going to get worse. By the way, it's going to yeah. get worse. So 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 not to be, I know I don't want to be dour, but like like I said, this is this is how much attention is out there, right? And there are more things clamoring for our attention. Yeah. Not just people, not just fellow creators, anything takes attention away. And as easy as it is to draw attention, that means that it's not a competitive advantage anymore. Uh, so it, the problem that you're, you're, you're speaking to is going to become more challenging. It's, it doesn't mean that more money won't start flowing in, but as more money flows in, so do more people. As more people flow in, so do. So yeah. it's, it's it, that as you're continuing down this, 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 this well, you know, line, you point out an interesting thing, right? Like, you know, I, I think a lot of folks were like, I'm going to unbundle my cable, right? And I'm like, yeah, but you're paying more for the three things that you want, right? And I, I, I've i made this point many times in the past about the, the sort of creator economy. I just don't see it happening. I'm not going to have $1,000, $2,000 a month in subscriptions to individual creators, right? Like, that's just, that's folly, right? Like, no one had that money to spend before. Why would it suddenly happen just because you make the offering available, Right. You know, it, it's, uh, I would, here's, here's what I'd argue. And I think you're right. I don't disagree with you. People have said the same thing. Like, well, why did you cancel your, your, your cable or satellite subscription? Cause you now you're paying more. I'm like, well, I may be paying more, but I'm actually seeing more of what I want. So I, I have no problem spending twice as much on entertainment these days and getting three times as much out of it than I did before. So, you know, you're not wrong in the sense that the wallet right. only goes so it far. It applies to creators too, actually, right? Yeah. 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 Right? yeah. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah. so, so, it, but you're right. Like there's, it, there's a finite amount that inevitably everyone's going to have their limit. And, and that means they're going to have to focus their firepower on the thing that they enjoy most. And, 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 and there are others, other people like Twitch is a great example where you can gift subs and you can do this kind of on YouTube. But like I said, the YouTube culture is bass backwards. So uh, on, on Twitch, you may, you might subscribe to a channel. You could use an Amazon prime to get a free subscription to a channel every month. You get one uh, and, or someone might gift a sub if they're a supporter of the channel and say, Oh, this person may not, they're new or they're always around, but they, they can't sub here. Here's a gifted sub. Here you go. You can be a subscriber and use the special emotes and, and do whatever you can do in that channel. So there are ways that platforms can better enable that to scale. And I think that Twitch example of gifted subs is, is one prime, uh, one prime, um, uh, a prime example that I would, I would hope that other platforms would emulate because that would get you to that mark. I heard gifted subs was like a third of Twitch's revenue also. Wouldn't surprise me. Like yeah. you've got people who are very, as much as creators are very generous with their time, uh, there are there are people who aren't necessarily creators who are, are generous in other ways. Uh, there, there are viewers who are generous with their attention. Every one of these pieces in that, that ecosystem just, just creates this very, um, it's a delicate balance. But if, if it's something where, uh, 
it brings people closer together. It brings that appreciation, uh, you know, puts a finer point in that appreciation. It doesn't surprise me because people who want, they want to, um, as much as I enjoy being a creator, I enjoy being in, in, in watching creators too. Uh, I can't scale my attention. I can't scale everything. So when that happens for me, I'm like, wow, a person who's a part of this audience, who's a part of this, this, the, in this, cha any, any one channel, um, wants to contribute. They want to feel like they're contributing too. There may not be a moderator, but they want to contribute. And the way they can contribute is making sure that other people feel like they belong in that channel as well, or is just as welcome. So it, it plays into all the right, um, it, it, it hits all the right uh, notes. Uh, and I think that's why a, a gifted sub kind of uh, scenario really works. Hmm. Well, you, and you're touching on an important part, another distinction that, you know, I know we're, we're getting close to the end today, but, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that there's audiences <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I think you've been successful though in doing the harder part, the second part, right? Because an audience is one thing, a community is a very different beast, right? Like, yes. um, and most people don't actually understand or have the willingness, the intentionality, sort of the persistence to sort of like get to the point to bear through to where you have an actual community of people, right? I feel like Twitch is far more a community, for example, than like any YouTube comment section, right? Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And can you speak a little bit, I guess, about that? Like some of your lessons or thoughts about like sort of fostering community? Because I do uh, think that that renewable energy re revenue, like the power for it comes from community, not from an audience, right? And that's why most yep. people who just turn on super follows or whatever crap like they put out tomorrow for like monetizing the people who, you know, are following you or whatever it is, most of the time doesn't work. So uh, how much time do we have? Um, yeah, I've been talking about community, geez, um, well over a decade, right? I've done presentations on this stuff. I, 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 there's a lot of takeaways. Um, Community, yes, is a sense of belonging, but you each each channel. I, I I hesitate to call a channel a community. I hesitate to call a chat room a community. Community is is what you bring, right? It's where you take it. So each one of these people might have each uh, each creator might have a share. They, they may have an interest, and where those in interests intersect, that's where community exists. And so, no one person owns the community. The in a, in a greater sense, no, you know, no one person really owns a community. Like if you just follow one person because of a shared interest, that's, that's not really a community as much as it is a cult of personality. Because if that one person decides, you know, I'm no longer interested in that thing, are you still going to be interested in that person? If your interest hasn't changed, it was just where that intersected. So community isn't just about that one to many. It's it that's not community. That's cult of personality. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I Lord knows I've engendered that. Um, you know, that that when you have when you when you give people an opportunity to be a part of something greater than themselves, that's community. That's that's where community lies. And unfortunately, a lot of creators won't do that. They don't do that and they won't do that. Now they'll speak about community, our community. I'm like, well, I don't I wouldn't I'd argue that's not really it's not really community. Community is the antithesis of ego. And if you've got an ego, hi, I'm an ego. Me, per hi, here's my face. If an ego is driving it, it's the antithesis of community, right? They're just using it as a it sounds right, it sounds good, it sounds warm and friendly, but they're they're misunderstanding that what it is, what it truly is, being a part of something greater than yourself. And simply following a person is not community. I it 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 just is it's Absolutely. it's cult, it's cult, <laughs> a cult of personality, but and that's I don't mean that in a pejorative way, because like like I said. I stream on my personal channel. I stream on Twitch every day. I'm going to call it like it is. I'm like, that's a cult of personality because I, you know, I, I fart around. I walk barefoot over Lego bricks. I it, do, you know, I do weird things. I mean, come on. It's like life's too short and I'm getting too old. So I want to have fun. So, uh, but I, I, I'm very hesitant to say that, 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 that is community. It, it's fun. And we share this time together and we have shared interests, uh, but you don't, it doesn't have to be community to to feel like you're enjoying that time uh you can still be a, you know a member of an audience who's watching this one to many relationship but that feeling of belonging is not about that that feeling of belonging is being able to take those relationships outside of a platform it, it is transcendent and this is what and i don't just mean well join the community on twitter join the community on this no no, no but that's not 
It's just a place for you to post stuff. It's just like, a shared interest, right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. And that's that's all it is. And you take that. You don't you don't, you know, you like 3D printing. You don't just like 3D printing because of me. No, you enjoy it because of what it brings you. And you're a part of something else because I don't own that relationship. Unless I own a product or unless I own a service, right? Then I might, you know, have the the spirit of community around that. But that's that's something that that I I have. Like, you know, like um, I, I, I hesitate to name. Well, okay, I use 3D printing as an example. No one owns it. Everyone might, every, people might enjoy it, but no one owns the community, right? There may be subgroups and subdivisions and, and, and sub interests around it, but you're still a part of this greater nebulous thing. So to have an opportunity to tap into that, to recognize that you are a part of something greater than yourself, that's where community is. So when 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 I see create, it really agitates me when I see and hear creators speak about it, but they don't understand it. They they've never built one before. They they they've been a part of it, and they want they they again they use it in in a, a very they use it as a um, almost as a marketing term. Yeah. Right. And it's not. It's I don't think it's. I think it waters down the value of community, belonging to something greater than yourself, contributing to something greater. It's trying than to emulate yourself. some form of uh, right. Sort of um, yeah, so and so was successful. Or yeah. closeness or yeah. whatever, right? You know what I'm saying? Like community, yeah. it sounds like oh, it's great. I don't want to say audience because I have a relationship. You you know what? I have relationships with people too, but it's it it's 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 not defined as community. Community is is being a part of something greater than yourself. I don't care what the dictionary says. Dictionary definitions change all the time. Like I'm just telling you, this is how the inter the internet communities have worked, and we there have been forums and 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 have existed in the idea of of people coalescing around you know uh, and getting to know each other and taking those relationships outside of, of those platforms. That's community. The, the 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 platform itself, not community. It gives chance for people to connect and interconnect, and communities to intersect, and communities to come together, and to be a part of something. But it is not in and of itself a community. A channel is not in and of itself a community. So on on that, sorry, not to be too driven, but like you can, like this is something that I really care about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we have very similar thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, good. I'm just like man. <laughs> I mean, it, you, but speaking of cult and, and, and community, let's stick with that, for example, because I think I think you might have some stuff to say about it, Chris. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but but me opinionated. No, I just I have. No, I'm too shy. Let's talk about this uh, latest thing that you're working on. I mean, your yeah. your your full time job is at Intel. Mm -hmm. But as you as we've clearly talked about, you're you're a creator at heart. So you have this new venture or new project rather it, called maker deck. Yeah. What is that about? And, and how, <laughs> like, cause here, when, when you and I DM would each other, you said, Oh, here you go. T you sent me this link, this, uh, this link to your, to your Twitch, uh, which is on the screen now, twitch.tv slash maker deck. And uh, people that are watching, you can see on the background. Yeah, of, I, 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 this is how I monitor. Yeah, over yeah, here. Monitor. He has a, he has the basically it's three D printing, and I'm watching. And I'm like, wow, that's like, I don't know. It's like watching paint dry, but in a weird way, it's like it's like oh my god, it's, it's a, like yeah, it's a good way. It's a good watching paint dry kind of way. Well, it's satisfying to see yeah. something come together. So anyway, I don't want to like jump over your no, questions, but but no, let, can you explain why what is Maker Deck and why yeah. should people be interested in in joining this? community well, cult or group it, so it's it, it's uh, it's just a twitch channel it's just a twitch feed uh 24 7 makers so not just 3d printing we've had people painting we've had people uh you know uh, crafting we've had people uh crocheting we've had people building lego sets like any the the, the act of making so you know, we're, we use a platform, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, decentralized. So you use a web browser, uh, to, to communicate, right. We're having a real time conversation without installing any software. And I, I've, I've used these platforms before. And I started thinking in having other interviews with, with, uh, other, other people, at least inside the maker community and, and kept thinking of all these shortcomings that Twitch has like pain points. So this is the entrepreneur mind, right? What, what is painful? What pain are you fixing? What pain are you solving? And there are one of the bigger pains for someone on Twitch, if not, you know, all creators is discovery. Discovery is impossible. And the way to get around discovery is you gotta, you gotta pound the pavement. You, you've got to get out and you've got to meet people. You've got to connect with people. You've got, you've got to, you've got to go to where they are, right? You can't expect that they're going to be the path to your door. You can't just say, Oh, I'm, 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 I'm streaming on YouTube. 
okay, every, everybody is. Like, you've got to show up where other people are streaming onto YouTube. Like, you, where are you going to, to, to connect? And some people don't necessarily know where to begin with that. So there are people who do 3D printing uh, and, and these types of makers and crafters that exist on Twitch, certainly. And, and, and they just sit there and they do things. And they sometimes chat with people and sometimes they don't. But they're still in that act of making. You watch it kind of come together. It's been it's called a visual ASMR, believe it or not, uh, where you're, you're able to see the, the process in this project just kind of come together very slowly. Uh, but but there's some, some degree of satisfaction to watch this un, unfold before your eyes. So there are individuals who, and including myself, when I st stream on Twitch, it's just me in my 3D printer and, and, and chatting. And other people do the same thing. And I, I thought... Well, if these web-based platforms, right, like StreamYard, exist and they allow for up to 10 people to stream simultaneously, well, that's they don't have to turn on their mic. And people turn on a webcam. I'm like, I bet you anything we can just put in, you know, 10 makers, none of them talking, but they're all doing something. So you, you can pay attention to it without having to pay attention to it. You can have it on a second screen and still watch another video or listen to a podcast and not miss a, not miss a beat because you don't have to listen to it, but you can watch. So not is it multiple, multiple people? It's a kind of like yeah. a StreamYard style experience, but yes. like multiple guests are in, but no one talks. Ad hoc, completely ad hoc. Someone, you know, someone's, they were streaming on their own. They started following yesterday. They said, oh my God, this is so cool. How can I you know, stream into this. I'm like, oh, it's great. Yeah, here, here's the instructions for how to join. We make sure that you're not a random bozo. And like half hour later, he was streaming his print in amongst the rest. So it's ad hoc. Um, you know, it's, it's all you do is just turn on. If you have a web, you don't even have a, you don't even need to have a Twitch channel. Like you, you just, you, all you have is a webcam or like a, a smartphone that you can turn into a webcam. All you need is that in a web browser. So this, it's been interesting because as an entrepreneur, this is what gets me excited, right? Because I tried something new. I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And the outcome has been people here, there are people who, who've who been, you know, streaming their makes and they don't want to stream any other way because they don't want to talk. They don't want to interface. They don't want to chat. They don't want to set up a channel, but it's easy and they want to showcase what they're making while it's being made. So it gave that, it gave them a solution. So they enjoy it. It, 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 it uh, some teachers who have found out about it have been showing maker deck, you know, like uh, STEM educators, right? You know, science, uh, uh, what is it? Science, Techno I know this, science. Technology, math. Is it math. tech? Is it tech? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Engineering, mathematics? Okay, yeah. Yeah. so um, uh, I knew math and I knew science, even though I sucked at them. Uh, some of the educators, uh, have put it up on their TV, the, the feed up on their TV because you know it's it's family friendly. There's no audio. It's all visual to provide. Uh, some of them have said inspiration for students. So like, where do I begin? What could I print? Well, look, someone's printing a dragon. Someone's printing a dragon. Ink, someone's printing a cup. Someone's printing a mug. Someone's printing a, a, a you know a bust. So it, it's it's um it, that's it has been an interesting outcome to it. And and more importantly, it's given me. Uh, you know, something that's greater than myself and given other people an opportunity to be a part of something greater than themselves too. So that it's, it in and of itself is not a community. It's a part of a greater community of makers. It's been fun. It's been interesting. It's been, I love the challenges because it reminds me of the early days of like, well, StreamYard doesn't exactly work very well, but it works well enough. And, and Twitch has limitations too that we've got to get past. So, you know, how do we do this effectively? Because there's no process. How do we onboard effectively? How do we rotate effectively? And so, so many questions we don't necessarily have answers to, but, you know, darn the torpedoes, if you will. Uh, like we're, we're, we're going, we're, we're, we're doing it and, and people have, have enjoyed it. And it's, it takes no processing whatsoever. You see it and you're like, oh, it's just a bunch of people making them like, Yes, it's not a heavy lift. It's very simple. It's straightforward. It's not something that that you even have to figure out. And that's interesting in the sense of with making, sometimes the processes can be very challenging. And you see people 3D printing and talking about 3D printing terms like extrusion and retraction and slicing could go right over your head and you lose interest before you had a chance to latch on. This, something like MakerDeck, gives someone an opportunity, a very low friction opportunity to see what people are doing before they start venturing down the path of figuring out how they can do it for themselves. Cause they're intrigued by what it is they're making, not the process of making. So it's, it's been uh, it's been an interesting, I'm calling it a project at this point. 
Um, it is all it is is basically a Twitch channel, twenty four seven. It is running. There's somebody inevitably at most ten. Uh, even overnight, another interesting uh, thing that came out of this again, like as an entrepreneur, this is what I enjoy, not the pivoting, but like doing something and then seeing how other people use it. Um, didn't realize this was going to be a thing, but there's actually sometimes higher, higher view count in, 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 in the nighttime here in North America because the other side of the world is watching and they enjoy it even though I haven't had a chance to interface with them because I'm asleep, they enjoy it because they have nowhere else to go. And usually everyone else is asleep when they're awake. And so they don't have a chance to participate like this. So it, it, Maker, Def, Maker Deck has given them an opportunity to coalesce and, 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 and to congregate and, and to chat and to support and to commiserate and hang out and know they have a place to go that's always there. It's always on. Because, of course, Twitch has the the chat you know, right next to it. Um so it's it, that that's that's been another interesting thing they, that that they were hungry for something like this and that's small numbers right we it hasn't even been a month right but enough of an indicator that um, what it is is there's enough value there and as much time as it might be taking my extra cycles away from work my leisure time I feel the trade off is worth it because it finally gives me something not it gives me purpose it gives me that satisfaction that. I'm a part of something bigger than myself. It gives me that sense of belonging. It gives me something that I, I, I felt like I was missing even in doing a Twitch stream and enjoying that and enjoying making. I never had, like with Gnome Dex, the old conference y'all talked about, like that, that was, I had a place. Like, and, uh, okay, it worked. It was great. This was before TEDx. It, it made sense. And, and I felt like, oh, that was my thing. That was the thing I was associated with. I really haven't had something by and large since then i had a couple of other event series but maker deck is is again that now in the maker community as people find out about it because i i you know i've i kick-started not i don't want to use that word i spearheaded kick-started is the wrong word because there's been no money involved in that sense um because we didn't need it to get started uh as in a kickstarter project um, but in spearheading it, now I've got an association with that as a project. So I feel I have, I now feel I have a valid place inside a greater maker community that I didn't have before. So it, it checks all the boxes, uh, as an entrepreneur. And I'm, I'm very interested in seeing how it goes or, or where it goes, quite honestly. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, Chris. Um, I mean, there's so many other questions we could ask you. Uh, we'll just have to bring you back on for, for another episode, but, uh, Really appreciate you sharing uh, your your journey as a creator yeah. with us from back in the day, um, it, it, from from being an OG to now. Uh, very very wonderful to hear about uh, Maker Deck as well. And mm -hmm. for everyone, uh, once again, go to Twitch.tv/MakerDeck. That's where you can check out uh, the live stream twenty four seven. And with that, oh, oh sorry, I had oh, a QR code. No. It, I, oh, it's too dark over there. I'll just see you right there. If you're watching, there's a QR code. Yeah, I don't know if it's, it's just if it's, if it's gonna work. 3D print, 3D printing. If I could turn on the light, hang on. Oh, it does work. It does oh, work. Oh my god, it does work. See, I just blinded everybody. See, I got a little closer there. There you All go. Right. Yeah, there's a little bit more. So there you go. So there, there's the value of 3D printing is you can print your own QR code uh, and, and then hold it up in a, a camera. Like, yeah, you, you can't click that link, but you can click this one. So nice. Yeah. That, I think that's the first time someone's like most times you'll see like a QR code like on a poster or something behind them or right 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 no 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 Chris oh no, hold my beer here's something actual like a physical you know forget these NFTs this is an actual physical token that I got right here so. that's right this is very fungible <laughs> very fungible BFT no NFTs. Yeah. Like, like what like you it. said Chris everything old is new again I'm telling you it's cyclical. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, it's a pleasure. Yes, it's yeah, pleasure. you too. Both of you. Again. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, thanks, Greg, for joining me. Um, and, and God, tune in next time for more <laughs> episodes. Uh, you can definitely check us out uh, on createdeconomy.com. And there you can sign up to be a guest on the show. And with that, bid you all a fair, fond farewell. See you next time on the Created Economy Podcast.